Content note, Veronica Mars contains heavy themes, and this episode includes storylines concerning violence and sex tapes. A long time ago on Veronica Mars. Veronica's search for the sex tape culprit takes her from Piz to Logan to Dick to Chip to some other asshole Dominic to some other asshole Gory to the secret society, the castle, to Jake Kane with a beard. Of course, to cap a season that began with the Stanford prison experiment, we get the Milgram experiment, and unfortunately it is performed on Wallace as he helps Veronica investigate the castle. Boo. Veronica breaks into what turns out to be Jake Kane's new lonely bachelor mansion, steals his hard drive, but leaves a shred of her sweater snagged on the doggy door she shimmied through, and is caught on the neighbor's security tapes. Keith destroys that security footage of Veronica, and maybe also his chances of winning the sheriff election. Did he win? Find out next (gasps) episode. Oh, but then the show was dormant for seven years. Okay. Piss. going to be so popular in hell i'm jenny owen young and making some very powerful men very unhappy i'm helen zaltzman your signature move (laughs) you're listening to veronica mars investigation season three episode 20 the bitch is back the bitch is back end of season three jenny um yes i feel joy but also sorrow because end of season three means the end of the whole investigation of veronica mars is in sight it is on the horizon but then we've got investigations investigations got the movies got the yes. books which are canon got season four <laughs> beaking this thing out for fucking months yeah should we also uh, be doing the dick casablanca's meta spin-off play it again dick mm, that is a high possibility lots to think <laughs> about lots to do you're never getting off this train, Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should just break every episode of season four into like four episode <laughs> mini, mini series. And let's do the movie minute by minute. A hundred percent. Yay. Nine, that'll be 96 episodes. Cool. No previouslys for the season finale. Just straight in with plot. And the plot is all fairly single focus this time, isn't it? This episode has everything parentheticals Helen hates it's got (laughs) sex crime it's got secret societies it's got evil rich guy steepling his fingers it's got Keith on his worst behavior even if he has a good reason it's got so many jerky bland white guys yeah oh my god but it does have quite a lot of Wallace in and it does have Mac a bit triumphant Mac sad Wallace Although I like Vengeance Wallace. I like Don't Fuck With My Bro Wallace at the top of the episode where he wants to go have a talk with Logan. I love that vibe. I also am surprised, given what this show is like, that they haven't exploited Percy Daggs III's muscularity. Like, is this the first topless Wallace instance we've had? Uh, Put this question to the listenership. Is this the first topless (laughs) Wallace? I know we've seen him him in sleeveless shirts because I have distinct memories of his shapely arms. Yes. You get a tits out Wallace, but you can't even pervert it because it's just before he gets electrocuted. Boo! Let Wallace be topless without getting tortured. <laughs> so we open at Mars Investigations with Logan telling Veronica, oh, um, there's a sex tape of you and Piz having sex. And she's like, impossible. Ooh. I have not had sex with Piz. He has no genitals. It's just like a Ken doll. <laughs> we just rub our plastic pelvises together. Oh, Wow, yes. <laughs> the clacking of plastic. And Logan was like, well, I studied that tape a lot through my tears. 
and uh, it's it looked sexual, so I assumed. Oh. And I burnt a DVD for you of it because we still don't have the internet in 2007. Yeah, is it a burned DVD or is it a burned CD with like the the like computer file on it? Oh, maybe right, right. Before burning a DVD was uh, technology that was accessible to college students at a consumer level. And Veronica notes that Logan is looking a little tenderized, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I just automatically assumed that Piz had done the sex tape, and uh, so pounded him into mincemeat." Yeah, no questions asked. Only fists delivered. That's very much been Veronica's technique this season. Accuse first, investigate later. Yeah, but she doesn't have any patience for it when it's coming from somebody else. No, well, that is also very typical of Veronica, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She's pissed off at Logan anyway, insists that Piz would not taper and throws him out. Well, she insists Piz wouldn't taper, but then later asks him whether he did, so... <laughs> yeah! Veronica watches the DVD of herself and Piz, and I was struck by how clear the sound quality was. Which is too bad because she says the word naked in a really creepy way. <laughs> Did it involve me being naked? <laughs> she's sort of read about how to say naked sexily, but she's never heard it. So she's just trying to do it from the book guidance. Right, right, right. Step one. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what step one is. You're going to have to buy my book about how to say naked sexily. How many pages is it? Enough. Uh, but to to disclose more than that without uh, getting the, the money in my palm or my oh. Venmo account, Helen would go against everything I believe in as an entrepreneur. My dad once spent quite a lot of money buying a curing baldness book from like an ad in the back pages of the newspaper. And um, it was just a pamphlet saying to stimulate blood flow by dangling your head off the edge of the bed. <laughs> Great money maker. Did it help? Did it work? Of course not. Okay. (laughs) Certainly not worth the cash. Uh, Veronica goes to visit Wallace and Piz and uh, they are limping down the hall. Wallace is supporting Piz, who has uh, a a very sore looking eye. He's got a split lip. He's got bad ribs. His speech is a little thick. Oh, my God. Because we know that Logan punches pretty punchily. He's a puncher. He's a professional. He's got experience. He would be running Fight Club, wouldn't he? I mean, we've we've seen him running Fight Club. But it'd be more like Ugh. the Fight Club in Fight Club than the bum fights. Right. More like guys who are like, I get off on punching and also being punched. It makes me feel more alive somehow. Yeah. And Veronica would be on the sidelines going, yeah, me too. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking drooling. Uh, but Piz doesn't know why Logan uh, beat him up. Oh, poor Piz. He was like, maybe he was mad about what happened at the beach. And I was like, what happened at the beach? Oh, bonfire dickhead chat. Yeah, they got left alone, the three of them. Yes. <laughs> it was like uncomfortable. I beat people up when we have awkward conversations. Totally. So any way to resolve my feelings. <laughs> he correctly surmises as well that Logan still has feelings for Veronica because he's seen this show. Yeah, big, big theme in this episode. Everybody <laughs> knows it. Yep. Veronica breaks it to Piz that there's a video going around of them Adam and Eve style. Oh, I saw no fig leaves. No, but then the camera was like from like it, it mainly had a view of Veronica's back, so the fig leaves would likely be sandwiched between their bodies and invisible, unless they mm. had like a second unit. <laughs> uh, how thorough is the castle? <laughs> well, I reckon they would have a have a view to the edit of this. No. She's like, Piz, um, if you filmed us sexing, just uh, come clean now. 
So I guess she finds it somewhat believable that he could have done. Wallace uh, somehow manages to deal with this news without throwing up into his own mouth. Incredible. So impressive. He's always been such a pillar. And when he um, says he's going to go off and uh, take revenge on Logan for Logan's revenge on Piz, I was very worried because I was like, Wallace would not win that fight because Logan... Well, maybe Logan would reach out to punch and his fist would be just stopped midair by a beam of like essential goodness coming from Wallace and acting like a shield. It's possible. Also, Wallace is an athlete. He's in really great shape. I guess Logan goes surfing, but he also drinks a bunch. He's also been practicing punching a lot. Yeah. This simply isn't a fight we want to happen. No. And in fact, I sort of hoped that Wallace could go off and like have a talk with Logan and kind of be his counselor and uh, he would finally realize violence is not the answer. Yeah. He'd be like, listen, Logan, a woman is like an egg. <laughs> Being dropped from the top of a ladder. <laughs> then we get the last sighting of Parker. And I, I have to confess, I didn't recognize her initially because she looked and sounded different. You know, Helen, something we I don't think we have addressed directly or maybe we did. And it was so long ago that it feels like another <laughs> life. But Parker's head was shaved at the beginning of yep. season three. Then she got fitted for a wig and then she yeah. like wore a wig that was obviously a wig for like one or two episodes. And then since mm. then, she's just had her real hair back at her regular length. Yes, her hair has been playing a wig. Yes, okay. <laughs> and nobody is acknowledging this. It is. It looks too amazing to be a wig, Yeah, I think. It's also just behaving much more like... Hair. Oh yeah, they went swimming mm. with that hair. And also, like, they made Lucky in a wig wear a wig till episode 15... Parker, like, one episode of Wig and then back to real hair? What the hell? Julie Gonzalo clearly just made a better argument for herself than... <laughs> it's in her contract. Yeah. Only 10 minutes of wig wearing. No, I've seen your show and, yeah, I have my limitations in terms of wig wear. Flashback Veronica is like, you don't know what I've been through. <laughs> I walked so you could run without a wig on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Dick's main role this episode is to open the door of the suite to people who are ready to confront Logan. He's sort of like Logan's Clarence Weedman equivalent. Oh my God, yes. Only in this episode. But just a very different tone. Yeah. Parker dumps Logan. Goodbye to this relationship. Seems like only yesterday Logan was having a <laughs> Sears photo uh, screened onto a cake, mm. but it's over. You really think if you're on a cake, you're going to last. Well, I suppose you'll last for the length of a cake, which is what, like Cake a week? is fleeting and so oh. is love sometimes. Jenny, you should ice that on a cake. <laughs> Parker leaves, but of course, the elevator of encounters serves up a Veronica. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> and then uh, Veronica strides into the suite and Dick is already breached. So uh, he knows the procedure by now. Sends her right oh into Logan. He's having trouble breathing because of his ribs. He got five stitches over his eye. Only five. You're a lunatic. You didn't know he was taping you? Because he didn't. Oh, come on, Veronica. Who else would have or could have done that? Here's what I know. It wasn't Piz, and it could not be less of your business. Aren't we trying to be friends? As your friend, I was angry at what happened to you. Someone's always supposed to pay, right? Isn't that the rule we live by? We tried to be friends, and it didn't work. This is the moment, Logan, right now, where it is just done. You're out of my life forever. A long time ago, we tried to be friends and it <laughs> didn't work. 
Then there's the titles, and it's just like a title card of the Marses. No Dandy Warhols. Never even had a chance to say goodbye to the season three cover. There's simply no time, no. Helen. There's simply no time. They need all the time for solving this plot that only really arose an episode ago. You know, they're not solving a season because they already did that. Yeah. Although given that, I did enjoy this episode. I thought it was one of the stronger ones of the season. It definitely like felt uh, like it could stand up on its own more than a lot of the other episodes in the season. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like more satisfying, even though I hated what was going on. Like it felt like what was going on, like meant something and like was going somewhere and stuff. Yes. It all felt quite cogent and not too many leaps of reasoning or whatever. So then Veronica has to interrogate Dick about where the video came from. What's up, B? If you had to bet. Look, from a guy's perspective, the video just made your stock go up. You looked great. Enthusiasm? Always a plus. It's like you're this giant jackass pinata begging for someone to beat the candy out of you. Where'd you get the video? Someone emailed it to me. Who? Get your computer. I probably deleted it. After all these years, do you not instinctively fear me? Maybe you should write yourself a note. Uh, and we find out the Chip Diller sent the video to Dick. Chip. With the title, Emission to Mars. <laughs> They wait until season three to do any planet jokes and then they all come spooging out. Yeah, there's another one later in the freaking episode. They just had to get them all in there. Of course, Dick doesn't BCC emails, does he? He does not. He always forwards porn, dot, 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 (laughs) when it's good, Helen, which is a great policy. There's like a split second of Weevil that's kind of apropos (gasps) of not very much. Gentleman Weevil, he didn't watch the whole thing when he realized what it was. But also, who sent it to Weevil? How many contacts away from Weevil is Dick? Veronica does have a tiny vest on over a sludge brown t-shirt and the vest seems to have like a phoenix or something on the back in gold. Yeah, there's a lot going going on. I have to go out big, Helen. Have to go out big slash small. Then in the cafeteria, students are whispering at the sex person. Video confirmation of sex person. And she finds Chip. And Chip is another one who looks different to me every episode. I suppose he's always a bland white guy, but a slightly different bland white guy every time he appears. Chip, moment of your time? Kind of in the middle of something. It's a cluster of morons. Don't worry. They'll let you back in. (laughs) You know what I like about you? You got spirit. (laughs) I want to talk to you. That's what you're doing. Could you put your head up your ass before they stuck the egg in there, or is this new? What do you want? Who sent you that video? Don't know, don't care. You don't care now. But holy crap, are you going to care when I start to get my revenge on? You'll be doing all sorts of caring. He should fear Veronica, but he does not. That's a theme of this episode, isn't it? Yes. Uh, But eventually she gets it out of him. Then Chip chases after Veronica and says he got an email from a guy called... Dominic, who is another bland white man, but he looks way too old to be an undergrad. At least 35. We don't know him, but I already know to hate him. Yes. Dominic? Yeah? Where'd you get the video of me? I don't know what you're talking about. Your pubescent snickering tells me differently. Someone sent it to me. You should tell me who. Or I can assume that it originated from you. You can assume whatever position you'd like. I'm thinking chokehold. You gasping for your last breath. Sweetheart, sweetheart, you're so much hotter with the sound off. 
you'll really be better off giving me that name. Yeah. Well, I guess I need to go quiver in fear now, so... See ya. <laughs> so we get to see... We get to see a little bit of what Veronica is capable of. We see Dominic coming out of a restaurant, <laughs> explaining to his date that his car- his credit card really shouldn't have been declined and like, thanks for the loan and I'll pay you back. And then he sees <gasps> his car up on blocks because <laughs> the tires have been completely removed. Classic revenge. Who should appear? But everyone's favorite tire borrower. Car saboteur. Weevil Navarro saying, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad about your car. I wonder who could have done it. <laughs> nice. Some great drama with this reveal. Even though he's just an inc- incidental jerk in the chain. Yeah. This episode, Veronica puts in the effort to really put the shits up him because he gets home. Yeah, incredible. Can't turn the lights on. A lamp flicks on in the corner. There's a Veronica sitting under it singing Daniel Powter's Bad Day. <laughs> And fingering her taser. Helen, there is no (laughs) narrative device that I enjoy more than somebody sitting in a dark room waiting to turn a light on. It is my favorite thing that happens anywhere, anytime. The information he divulges is a guy called Gory sent him the tape, but begs her not to tell him. So she goes to Gory's room and uh, he's just emerging from the shower in a towel. It's incredible that they find a way, they somehow... On a, in a show full of the worst dudes you have ever met. They mm. keep finding ways to top themselves. Yes. It's truly amazing. It's a, a really very impressive bit of character work. Both these guys are so hateful on site mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. like a mere sentence. Also, he says to her, you do have nice pom-poms. I'll give you that. What <laughs> is that? Uh, well, pom-poms are... Wait. Is this one of those things where it was rhetorical? No, I assume it's a, a boobs euphemism. Hell yeah. But why? Oh, never because mind. cheerleaders have two of them and they bounce around. And- Good God. But the joke always used to be that Veronica had tiny boobs. Yeah, I mean, this show just doesn't know what it thinks about Veronica's boobs. And to be frank, I wish it would just stop commenting altogether. Yes. Well... It can't agree on whether she has small boobs beneath anyone's attention or luscious pom-pom boobs, but it does know that whatever her boobs are, it's going to mock them. Ah, yes. She immediately tells him that she got his name from Dominic and uh, asks him if he planted the camera and he's like, does it even matter? What are you going to do about it? I can make your life hell. I don't think you can. If you have proof that I'm involved in some way, maybe you should get a lawyer. If you don't, maybe you should just stay and have a drink. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need a drink. Perhaps 12. I don't know, how many does it usually take for a girl to find you not gross? He drops the towel while they're talking. And it seems like at the same time he's trying to threaten her and seeing if she wants to hook up with him. Yes, that does seem to be... The vibe. Given the frequent occurrence of sex crimes on this show, I was incredibly relieved when she left unharmed. Yes. But don't worry, she managed to do the most Veronica thing you can do while she was there for a brief (laughs) time. She's bugged Gory's (laughs) phone. Helen, Mm. I thought of you when we open on the next scene, before it's revealed what Veronica is doing, that she's surveilling Gory's Gory's phone. Mm. Piz is on the bed. Finger-picking his acoustic guitar while his girlfriend (laughs) 
is sprawled out next to him with full over the ear <laughs> headphones on. Real fuck off, don't talk to me. Yeah, headphones. don't talk to me. Don't finger pick your guitar at me, sir. She hears Gory talking about pledges, picking up instructions at a newspaper box on the North Quad, and she's like, Piz, you're a guy. You must know all about fraternities or any of them doing rushes in late spring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't think so, knowing what I know about fraternities, which is everything innately (laughs) so who is Uh, well in order to answer that question veronica scoots across campus with her long lens an old friend we haven't seen in a minute to watch people picking up newspapers from this little newspaper holder well there's a bunch of guys that are um whatever and then but then there's wallace wallace takes a paper she's like you pledging a fraternity and he's like without telling you of course not (laughs) wallace runs all his life decisions past veronica yeah well even if he didn't choose to she would uh, surveil him and so she would know all about them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's like why are you on this side of campus when your class is on the other side and um, that's a creepy amount of information to know about your friend's movements isn't it Uh uh-huh but she is who she is he is relieved when she is interrupted by the phone someone who really needs something by which she is shocked (sighs) keith needs pants keith needs pants dropped his salad on his pants can't get the vinaigrette out oh my god he's in his undies Getting a lot of male flesh this episode. Uh, it's true. Including Keith's legs. Nice getaway sticks, Keith. <laughs> this is where we get our second planetary wordplay, where mm. Veronica says, what, if Keith wins, Sheriff would be good for the Mars family, the Neptune County, and the Milky Way or something? The galaxy. She's just naming chocolate. Yeah, totally. And he's saying... I need the pants because the Neptune Register is going to interview me in a couple of days. They're sending a photographer. I can't let them see my pants with vinaigrette on them. And I was like, it's so fucking dark here. They're not going to spot it. Yeah. And sit behind your desk, Keith. Meanwhile, we see that Wallace at class is handed an envelope by his professor who found it taped to his front door, which is (laughs) not at all fucking weird. Like if I was that professor, I'd be disturbed by that. Yeah, I would be like, keep your fucking friends with their envelope and tapes away from my front door please but then we find out why a guy was following wallace last episode and why someone taped this envelope to the door because he's been tapped for entrance into the castle which is a secret society of high rolling power players to be i for men for men 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 stuff men doing men things apparently the whole rush process is done in messages. Even the guy who was was tailing Wallace isn't a member. How do they get non-members to eh. do their bidding? Also, uh, given how this show treats tech, are they burning the messages onto a CD and exchanging them that way? Entirely possible. He thinks the castle has something to do with the sex tape of her and Piz because they just really want to see bland people at it. <laughs> they just want to be on the sex offenders register. That's how you get into the Hell castle. Oh, yeah. Everyone in Neptune can get into the castle if that's the qualifier. So exclusive. Wallace tells Veronica that a girl had called him up to be like, hey, uh, I want to come over and, and hook up. And he was like, no, 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 mm. I can't. I'm going to a, a, a study thing at my professor's. At which point, because he had told this girl that's where he was going, somebody from the castle squad ran over and taped a little envelope over there. We assume, what, that they wanted to get uh, Wallace and this girl fooling around, yeah? Ugh. Though, ugh. Oh, no, I mean, 
Of course, ugh, but like they didn't want to see Piz and Veronica. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But also, the camera was pointed at Piz's bed, not Wallace's well, bed. It's actually, isn't it a rather wide shot? Because it's like all the way up okay. at the end of the room. I think it could cover both oh. beds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring this to your attention, Helen. I don't like <laughs> it either. <laughs> so Wallace is like, I'm going to get out of this process. And Veronica's like, no, keep going. For me, no, wait, it's too big a favor, Wallace. You shouldn't. He's like, fine, I know the drill. There's no point resisting. Just give me the spy pen that you've got for me. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, by the way, I already did research for this moment. I went to the library, mm. researched everything I could about the castle. Here's an expose in the first free press written by Nish. Who else but Nish? I was excited to see Nish, who was surprisingly nice to Veronica given how things were between them before um, it's like yeah. her and Weevil they're just suddenly on good terms again her and Nish benevolent yeah Nish describes what little is known about the castle that it's like wealthy men making other men wealthy tapping the best in sports and engineering uh, wink wink and this and that and whatever and she says they're treated like rock stars and I'm like by who if it's a secret society who is treating them like rock stars each other mm, sounds like a great excuse to just round up a bunch of guys uh, you know what <laughs> I will not say the thing I was going to say Helen was ha if they're treating them like rock stars on this show it means they either have to pose in a Meters Murder t-shirt or be shown around campus for three days by Piz. <laughs> Neither of which sound awesome. No, two punishments. We never really get any resolution to the show's attitude towards the dreaded feminists, do we? They hate them for the majority of the season and then just drop them until yeah. Nish being helpful. Yeah, well, anyone can be redeemed if they'll just simply do whatever Veronica wants. I don't like what happens next. I don't want to see Wallace get into the trunk of a car in a dark parking lot. I don't want to see Wallace following the orders of a disembodied voice. Into like a storage unit. Yeah, no. Uh, with a folding chair and a speaker. The voice refers to Wallace as three and tells him to strip to his underwear, throw his clothes into the hallway, shut the door and put on a collar. And it's uncomfortable, is it not, to see Wallace, a black man in America, putting on a collar. Of torture. Um, yeah, no thank you. As he sits down, he hears a terrible scream. What a fucking nightmare. Secret societies seem like the absolute worst. So they're like, lie to us and one of your brothers will suffer. Somebody else, some other pledge elsewhere in the storage building will be zapped if you lie to us. Classic Milgram experiment. Boo! Also bullshit, isn't it? Because it's just some guy outside screaming. Totally. They start asking him about Richard Ruckert. Remember him yep. from season two, episode 12? Yep, yep, yep. Then Wallace gets zapped and he's like, hey, I was telling the truth. And they're like, yeah, somebody else lied. Hey, I didn't actually do anything wrong because not reporting a crime is, as Lo explained, not a crime. Leave me alone. <laughs> How are you going to blackmail me with this? Also, is a secret society really run on the absolute truth? Oh, my God. Come on. How dare they deprive us of Wallace most of the season and then force us to watch him being tortured they ask him about the spy pen wallace says it's just a pen and someone screams in the distance it's never just a pen on this show <laughs> in time a be underweared wallace staggers out of the building towards veronica's car cut to 
the Mars apartment where Wallace is on the couch in a fuzzy mm. burgundy robe. Is this Aww. Keith's robe? Did Wallace borrow Keith's bathrobe? I seem to remember Keith in like a, a dark blue one, but am I retconning it? Maybe they've got a spare one just for esteemed oh, guests. Oh, this is their guest robe at the Mars apartment? I love that. Veronica is uh, suitably offering her kidney should Wallace need it because this is a big fucking favour. Yeah. Him not talking anymore did the trick, was just allowed to leave. And he was in there long enough to discern something, which is that, right, the guy was calling him by his basketball number, three, but he also screwed up one time and called him 2400. That's the problem, isn't it, when you uh, call people by numbers? Easy to get them mixed up. (laughs) Uh, So apparently somebody at Hearst got a perfect SAT score, which was 2400. Looks like Josh Groban. Handily, Veronica has already taken a photograph of somebody who looks kind of like Josh Groban taking a newspaper out of that box. Then in the Hearst cafeteria, Veronica sees that Dominic has now got a cast on his left arm. So presumably Gory's revenge was... Ah, arm breaky. She sits down to have lunch with Piers and gives him a kiss and then some random guy starts harassing them. He's also sitting next to another random guy who doesn't speak but is wearing Woody Harrelson's hair from The Hunger Games. <laughs> Yet another disgusting, toxic Uh, man that is very quickly established. Well done, show. Uh, Yeah. Really packed a lot of them in this episode. Mm -hmm. Do I know you? You look so familiar. Come on, man. What? I just think I've seen her somewhere before. Don't be a jerk. Oh, you got me. It's a nice day. Let's go eat outside. Looks even more familiar from behind. I promise you, karma's going to take care of that guy. I know. I'm going to run him over with my karma. Veronica's sort of reaching into her bag for her taser. Hell yeah, Veronica. I wonder what Piz thinks about Veronica's tasery side, because he's not used to it like Wallace, and he's not thirsty for violence like Logan. He did say you're adorable when you surveil while they were in his room, so maybe he's into it. You're cute when you tase? Yes. Added to his wedding vows. We also see Dick congratulating Logan on his royal beatdown of Piz. Mm. Dick's theory is like, even if there wasn't a good reason, sometimes it's good for somebody to get their ass kicked just to keep everybody else in line. Redemption arc is over already, isn't it? That and him saying the word Polak. Logan fails that level of the game, but also seems a bit put out that Piz was not guilty after all. Well, it just means there's somebody out, out there still who needs to get a beatdown from Logan. Oh, he wasted his knuckle skin on the wrong guy. But he probably wanted to beat up Piz anyway. Veronica's on surveillance. She's got a surveillance army cap. She follows 2400 to a fancy estate. But the front window's a curtain, so she heads round the back to jolly dramatic music. She hops a fence. She photographs some shadowy figures inside. She's like, oh, I can't see anyone's face, so I better shimmy through the doggy door because I'm so tiny. But didn't think wear close-fitting, non-snaggable clothes just in case doggy door shimmying is necessary. Snags her fucking chunky sweater on a nail on the way in. Check off. Check off. Sweater. Sweater thread. Snag. And now in an episode with quite a lot of scary moments comes the most scary moment as Veronica slips through the shadowy mansion, she <laughs> comes face to face with a gigantic, Dude. terrifying painting of Lily Kane with a spotlight Dude. right in the middle of the face. I do not know how they've lit this painting because the light is not above it. It's so scary. 
It's like coming from within the painting. And there's so many lingering shots of it. Yeah, her eyes are terrifying. She hears someone approach asking Gory if he has the disc with him. So she runs into a room and hides behind the curtains and sees fucking Jake Kane come in with Gory. Oh God, with a depression beard. Has a sad little beard. Yeah. Well, he seems a little creepy when he's like, I like the pledges this year. Ew. This also just feels so out of character for Jake Kane. I know he was like a ding dong. Yeah. But like... I don't know. He never seemed like he had this in him. You say that, but the castle is supposed to be like selecting men to be elites, right? Mm. So maybe Jake Kane is like, I just want to do what I can to perpetuate the wealth and class divide (laughs) in Neptune for more generations and ensure that gender inequality persists. Noble of him. So in that sense... But yeah, he does seem like a totally different person. Even his face. Mm -hmm. Again, yet another person where I'm like, if I didn't know it was them... I may not have recognized it as them. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't know what Gollum is, which I found funny. <laughs> yeah. Gory, you got that disc with you? Of course. Let me show you my office. Take that off your hands. It'd be great. I feel like Gollum carrying this thing around. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is, but... I bet he would have read it as a child. Right? He also noticed that they are down a pledge, and that's because Wallace, of course, failed because of sneaking in a camera. So then Jake copies files to his hard drive pretty quickly, considering how large the files turn out to be later. Then he destroys the original disc and then stands by the window so the light can shine through his little beard. And he says, (laughs) I wasn't built to live in a subdivision. Uh, I've fallen so far. Now I'm just living in a mansion, in a private estate with just Clarence Weedman and just a lot of wealth and somehow I'm not in prison for all the crimes I did. Poor old fucker. Yeah. No. They leave. Veronica steals that hard drive so fucking (laughs) fast but then she's stopped in her tracks by yet another terrifying (laughs) portrait in this haunted ass house. It's a fucking painting of Duncan. (laughs) In the style of the painting in Ghostbusters (laughs) 2. Oh my god, yeah. It's gonna start like fucking undulating and eventually <laughs> the spirit of Duncan is going to reach out and suck Veronica into the painting. It won't though. The spirit of Duncan will just be like quite laid back. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just going with the flow. It's how he rolls. Uh-huh. Uh, just uh, drinking some uh, ectoplasmic milk. I'll say <laughs> this portrait has about 10 times the personality that Duncan ever had. <laughs> This is the most charismatic Duncan. Haunted portrait Duncan. Again, it is spotlit in the gloom, but it becomes light because it's now the following morning. And isn't it so weird to see Keith there as sheriff investigating something for Jake after all of that history? It's pretty wild. Also, like, what's Jake wearing? He's wearing a crisp white shirt that is buttoned up right to the collar. So it looks like very uncomfortable. And then... He's wearing a huge leather jacket that may have been the oh, one yeah. that Nathan Woods or Terence oh, Cook yeah. wore. And then he's like perched on the edge of his desk, which ought to be kind of like a a high status pose. But he looks like a drowning man. Also, when you're like the head of a secret society or whatever, <laughs> and you're incredibly wealthy and you have Weedman, would you also call the sheriff to be like all of the uh, horrifying confessions that i just weaseled out 
of uh, all these college students are on an important hard drive that was stolen from my home. It just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that this guy in this situation would call the police about. Hmm. Although I guess he's very confident that no one could crack his hard drive. But ho, 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 that's what he thinks. He thought he's the tech guy in town. Tell these pesky kids. Yeah. When Keith finds upon the doggy door a little thread, wouldn't a police officer have gloves on, have an evidence mm. bag? He just like touches it with his skin. This made me think of, have you ever seen, uh, I believe it's like a BBC thing with Gillian mm. Anderson and Jamie Dornan and he's oh, the a fall. serial killer. Yeah, yeah. She's the hottest detective in all the land again. <laughs> and the scenes, the procedural scenes of like the police in that show examining a crime scene, it's like they're wearing hazmat suits, they're putting pl- they're walking around on plastic that they've put down to preserve the scene. And in the United States, at least on television, Maybe if you're lucky, they've got gloves on and they're picking up a gun by the trigger uh, cover with a pen or something. But (laughs) it's almost as if you all wanted to, like, I don't know, solve the fucking crime and not contaminate evidence. And we're just fucking cowboying it up over here. Well, you know how they like to treat evidence in this show. (laughs) Yeah. It's very much a communal resource. (laughs) Clarence notices Keith plucking off that bit of... uh, thread from the doggy door and he of course is also a good detective him being jake kane's full-time in-house assassin and uh, police officer this could be the entry point looking at a tiny thief keith's like i know a tiny thief and jake's like i know a tiny thief and clarence is like i also know a tiny thief clarence mentions that the mansion doesn't have better security because they only moved in a month ago and yet they had time to arrange jake's study with all of his leather-bound books (laughs) and his fucking oil portraits maybe that's why the lighting on the painting is strange because it hasn't actually been properly positioned for Mm. those paintings yet so it's just like full beam in the face we like these portraits, but they, we want them to feel more like an American apparel ad. So if you could just shine a very bright light directly at them, that would be cool. Thank you. Some Jürgen Teller lighting in here. <laughs> I suppose the reason for the mansion not having security yet, because that would make it too easy to catch Veronica, and therefore they have to go next door to Mr. Harvey's, who's also a, a lonely old man in a big mansion, so they can be pals. So many lonely men in mansions. And they see a petite blonde climbing down the fence on Mr. <gasps> Harvey's DVR of the previous night, which Keith takes as evidence, which I guess means it would be much easier to break in tonight because all of the security system is gone. Oh, yeah. Tonight's the night to do this stuff. Let's go, Helen. Pop back in, Veronica. Treat yourself to a few backup discs. Mm. On his way out of the gated community, Keith runs into Deputy Gills, whom he fired. and He's now on gate duty. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a real dick still. Mm. Not helpful. He's not going to give Keith information about which vehicles came through the gates that night. Certainly. And he's like, good not. luck in the election, dick. Meanwhile, <clears throat> Veronica takes that hard drive right to her good buddy Mac and is like, hey, do the impossible. And luckily, Mac knows the location of a computer that takes up like a whole basement or something. Well, didn't we just have a supercomputer in the previous episode about the stolen <laughs> payment cards? That was a whole other thing. How many supercomputers do they have? Uh, Hearst, you know, it's uh, well known for its many supercomputers. Maybe Kane Software bequeathed some. Mm-hmm. Mac is 
looking great in a she's got a tiny jacket with tiny sleeves over a hoodie which is a kind of multiple veronica looks layering combination maybe much like they're dragging everybody out to for us to say goodbye to them they're also like let's get as much wardrobe into the episode as we can (laughs) layer it up keith at home is ripping apart veronica's room until he comes upon the sweater that she snagged. And I thought, well, if she was wearing it yesterday, wouldn't it be quite close to the top of the clothes pile? I'm not sure that she would have hidden her sweater. It's not like he needed to be, like, unscrewing the ceiling panels and, like, (laughs) smashing the toilet to find it. (laughs) I'm impressed that she even had already folded it up and put it away. Inspiring. Yeah, that should be on the heap. The heap. I'm impressed that Clarence, just for a little foot trip down to the gates of the estate, is wearing his noirish hat. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. He gets uh, license plate information. Look, if Clarence Weedman asks me for license plate information, I'm giving it to him. Yes. Then another tiny glimpse of Weevil as he lets Mac and Veronica into the room with the supercomputer. Hell yeah. And then, this maybe was my favourite little character detail, Clarence goes to visit the neighbour, Mr. Harvey. He's let him by a maid wearing a little apron so that you can tell these people are like statusy as shit and how Jake has fallen to have to live next door to one and Mr. Harvey is playing pool alone. Oh, Mr. Harvey. It's the saddest sight that isn't a Jake Kane sighting. It sort of reminded me a bit of um, in the TV adaptation of Watchmen, there's Jeremy Irons basically amusing himself by himself with some servants. That's what Mr. Harvey and uh, Jake Kane are doing this episode. I see. But not in space. <laughs> anyway, Clarence is there to ask about Keith's visit. Veronica gets home to find her bedroom ransacked and we hate to see the Marses fight and not no. trust each other. But here it is. He's like, what do you know about the Kane mansion? Veronica goes off to spend the night at Max. Yeah, she can't bring herself to tell Keith what's really going on because she would then have to divulge to him. That it all started with a non-consensual sex mm. tape. Oh, yeah, because Keith never does find that out, does he? Mm-mm. At the Kane estate, Jake is cowering at his desk, cowering, as Clarence tells him that it was Veronica Mars, Veronica Mars. <laughs> drink, <laughs> drink, 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 drink. Do a sad bachelor shot and then do another one, Mr. Kane. Veronica Mars? Veronica Mars? Easy, Jake. You find her, you get that hard drive, and you're ready for it that I never see that girl again in this lifetime! You sure that's our best option? Do you think Jake is asking Clarence to kill her? Oh my god, is that what he's doing? It's plausible. I'm not saying it's what's happening, but it just seems arranging for it that I never see that girl again in this lifetime. Let's move to a tax haven. You'll be fine because she's not rich enough to live there. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) These are all great ideas. Uh, Let's just keep the brainstorm going. We'll figure this out. We don't have to kill this girl. Keith's having that interview with the reporter from the Neptune Register and it seems to be going great. Until... (laughs) Don't you just hate it when you're doing a uh, pre-election interview for local press and then um, one of the richest dudes in town plus his (laughs) lawyer and his personal bodyguard bust in accusing you of covering for your daughter who stole Jake's hard drive? I certainly do regret not getting any security at the desk of the sheriff's department. Yeah. <laughs> it just really seems like it'd be a good idea, but I will never yeah. learn. Just one thing at a time in this office, please. I've got a question. What fucking time of day is this? <laughs> Your question does not compute. Your question does not compute. Not in Neptune. <laughs> Keith is at the department. Clarence and Jake have had time to storm in. It is light there, but Veronica and Mac 
are still watching the supercomputer try to decrypt the hard drive, ignoring Keith's calls. And Mac is like, we need another two hours. And Veronica's like, but there'll be a class in here at 9am before that two hours has elapsed. So we know it's before (laughs) 9am. Keith leaves Veronica a voicemail saying things have got bad and he's anxiously (laughs) awaiting her call. But then he has an idea which is to go and fuck up some evidence with magnets just like Logan did when he destroyed the sex tapes of Lillian Aaron's and vital evidence. Keith, no! But good news in the supercomputer lab. The final number of the password is retrieved from lines of code and the window opens up and it's like, here you go, here are all the castle people from 1933. Good Lord. Henry Kissinger? Oh my God. J. Edgar Hoover? (laughs) What the hell? I just wonder what the fuck else is on this hard drive would it really be a castle exclusive hard drive well there's a lot of video confessions audio confessions on top of this little fucking text document listing everybody who's ever been a member yeah what do you think about this confess they find uh goria's confession from from his interview process in which he talks about his dad and uncle like watching his dad and uncle haul dead bodies out of the trunk of their mm. car and start cutting them up. Do you think that if somebody tapped you to join a secret society the first thing you would do like that you would talk not having like it's not like they've been drugged to like loosen their tongues. No. They're just like, "Oh, thanks for asking." So the worst thing that ever happened to me is actually that I saw <laughs> my dad and my uncle pull two dead bodies out of their trunk and cut them up in the woodshed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, cuz he's not answering questions under pressure he's like monologuing like yeah. it's an anecdote he's told a lot before so i did wonder whether it was real or whether he was just reciting the plot of a film he'd seen <laughs> how do they know wallace's dirt is it through clarence because clarence knows all the bad things that could be i mean what there was the whole back and forth in the like paper right where like there was some like shit written up about wallace and then there was some shit right. written up about richard well then it's not secret why would Wallace be blackmailable with that? Which is the purpose of these confessions. My main thought with all of this was that the files are AIF audio files and there are video files. This hard drive is huge yeah. and the data transfers really fast. And I'd say in 2007... Not buying it. Transfers were fucking slow. Slow. We get this brief glimpse of uh, Leo as well back at the sheriff's department because the prosecutor has a judge's order for the DVR with the security footage to be turned over. And Keith's like, Leo, go get it. You know, just in case I didn't magnetize the fuck out of it, you've got a <laughs> reputation for fucking up evidence. Maybe I can pin this on you later. I don't know. Poor Leo. Hasn't he been through enough? How is it we have to see this prosecutor and we get no goodbye cliff moments? It's very stupid. Another happy scene between Veronica and Nish, at least. Hey, Nish, I've got a present for you. You're transferring? A list. The names of every member of the castle. All men. You think this will help with that lawsuit? Oh, my God. Politicians, tycoons who love it. This is gold. You're going to make some very powerful men very unhappy. Won't be the first time. Have you ever seen anybody happier than Nish receiving a huge document with a list of every single person who's ever been a member of the castle? Mary Nishmas is what I say. <laughs> then more chickens come home to roost in the cafeteria, which just seems to be a fighting ring this episode. Veronica walks past Gory, you know, the second shit guy of the episode, the towel one, and uh, Logan catches up to her. 
and Gory starts heckling. You know what? I'm glad we caught you on hidden camera, and I'm glad it's such a popular email attachment because you're a real bitch. You know what you should do with your sudden popularity? Just lay back and enjoy it. Logan, don't. He's connected. 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 Oh. Yeah, I was wondering. It didn't seem like you to shrug it off. Hey, so listen, again, I apologize. Yeah, it can be pretty dumb sometimes. It's a nice gesture, but it's going to take some time this time. He starts to go off and she starts to eat lunch and then hears some punching. Of course. What a fucking surprise. Look. I know we're not a pro-violence podcast, but I am in favor mm. of this move, personally. If they must punch anyone, it should be this guy. This guy. And it's punctuated with an incredible move, so inspired of <laughs> tossing a tray of burgers and fries onto this guy, insult <laughs> to injury. Really, really <laughs> incredible. Goria's like, whoever you are, you're going to die. Please, like the fucking castle didn't know who Logan Eccles is. Yeah, they must have considered. They must have considered him. And Logan's like, yeah, someday. And then he puts his sunglasses down and revs his motorcycle and something explodes <laughs> behind him, but he doesn't even flinch or look behind him to see what exploded. Everyone starts singing Cool Rider. Yes. And then this is the real moment, Helen. The look on Veronica's face. She is punch drunk. She is aglow. She is like sploosh. <laughs> she is so into it. We know that she's hot for punching. Yeah. Yep. She must have felt truly conflicted when it was aimed at her boyfriend. Yeah, that's the only time she hasn't liked it. Well, I guess because she didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. That's... She only saw the aftermath. How dare you do that when I'm not present? And then Piz rolls up. Ah, Piz. Just what I was looking for. Listen, man, I'm truly sorry. Hey, for everything. At the Kane estate, Clarence is wearing casual wear. And he lets Veronica in, which I thought is a bit of a risk. So are you like the butler now, or...? I'm just saying, answering the door kind of smells of being demoted. I like to deal with the miscreants personally. Yes, you do. Mm, don't fuck with him. Yeah. Don't toy with Clarence Weedman. I prefer when they're a team instead of adversaries. Yes. A great team. Give me the spin-off. He does seem to be Jake's only friend and companion. It's very sad. I guess he's given up his whole life for the fucking Kane family. Ugh. Which is like a decent meal ticket because they can't fire him because he has murdered people for them. But... It's also a kind of horrible trap in itself. They've managed to really do some great physical posturing of Jake this episode so that he looks incredibly dejected and sad and sort of squashed in on himself in every shot. So in this, he's eating while sitting on a very, very low down sofa. And he also has a huge glass of wine. Were he and Clarence eating together? Because there's two plates and two sofas. I think so. I think they lunch together. Veronica returns the hard drive, which, given that they can just copy it, is sort of a meaningless gesture. Yeah, well, I'm freaking sure she copied it, just in case. Uh, And Jake's like, I'm going to call the police. And Veronica's like, I don't think you want to do that, because then everything on this hard drive is going to go public. And he's like, there's no way you know what's on that hard drive. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, what about this confession and this confession and this confession and your steamy boarding school incident? Mm. What is that? When did Jake go to boarding school? Because remember, he was the prom king of Neptune High, Veronica Mars. 
So did he go to like middle school or elementary school that was a boarding school and then get steamy Dude, at that young age? Yeah, what the f- what the fuck? You'll see if only Abel Coons was here to expose the lies. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. So Veronica's like, let's just leave my dad out of it since I'm being uh, gracious enough to return your hard drive to you and not spill your secrets. And Jake says, it's a little late for that. What could <sighs> it mean? Well, before we can find out, Keith has made gumbo and I want some. I fucking love gumbo. And I love the Marses loving each other, which it they do nice. in this scene. I think that's why people love this show, especially like the first season. That was such a enormous component, I think, of making people devoted to it. Yes. But the next morning, Veronica wakes up to find Keith's already gone and she reads the newspaper headline. No. He's to be charged in connection with disappearing evidence. No. Of all the evidence that has disappeared in this show, no one is found responsible but now, come yeah. on, on this critical day of the sheriff election. Also, he he's the only one who saw it, you know, besides the guy whose True. house it came from. Like, anything could have caused that to get erased. You know, disconnecting it wrong. Who knows? Maybe it, like, yeah. got too close to some electrical equipment somewhere. This is yep. bunk. And finally, the big climax of the season. It's voting time in the sheriff election. Veronica votes for Keith, of course. Thank God. There's a song with the lyric, It Never Rains in Southern California, as Veronica walks down the street in Southern California in the pouring rain, proving that music lies. <laughs> I could have told you that, Helen. Music is almost all lies. Speaking of Southern California, what goes on there and who has things to say about it? Let us turn our legislative ears in the general direction of our Southern California legal expert and Marshmallow Low Dodds for this episode's Lowdown. Low, who do you sue in a secret society that operates in gender exclusionary ways? If it is a social group, that's its only purpose. It has an exemption hmm. under Title IX so that they, you know, so you can have a fraternity that's just boys or sorority that's just girls. But once it becomes a professional group or a group that um, relies on academic performance or something like that, where it's not a social group, then it's not exempt. So you could sue right. based on um, that violation. Uh, so what you would do in a civil lawsuit is you would start by suing whatever member you could find. And in Every civil lawsuit, you'll see they sue the person that they know, and then they're going to sue does one through 500. Really? So if you sued, you'd say, okay, I'm going to sue Gory Sorokin because I know he's in it. And then I'm going to start deposing people. I'm going to ask for documents. I'm going to ask for information. And as the case goes on, I'm going to find out more people and I'm going to add them to the case as does or replace them. Mm. So doe one becomes, you know, whoever it is, Jake King. So you can just sue John Doe's and hope that they are rich John Doe's. Huh. Yeah. Cast a wide net. You'd want to start off with somebody because you got to have somebody to uh, depose. Um, but the point is mm. that you're allowed to conduct discovery at that point. So Jay Kane would have to show up and answer questions under oath about other members, maybe. Speaking of members, Gory <laughs> drops his towel. So he's presumably flashing Veronica, but he's in his room. So I'm just wondering, you know, if that's a problem or if Veronica, you know, 
I'm not trying to flash anybody in the comfort of my own home, but if I did, even by accident, I'm just trying to figure out the nuance there. Yeah. Um, you can yes. be on your own property and still charge with induced exposure because let's say you have a rooftop where you know everyone in Sundry can see you and you sunbathe oh, naked yeah. and you are doing that with the intent to sexually harass or annoy or offend someone. Um, it's like oh, the no. intent behind it. So if you invited someone into your house and started flashing them in an inappropriate way and you knew that it was going to bug them and everything that Gory said before and after indicates to me that his intention was to sexually harass and offend Veronica. Um, so yeah, he could be charged with indecent exposure. Excellent. Yeah, if you don't intend to do it though, Jenny, if you just accidentally drop your tail, it's cool. It's the oops defense. Noted. Thank you. <laughs> and then for the... 14th, 100th time, though. What are the charges for the sex tape, the filming, the distribution, <laughs> and the viewing? Because now Veronica's over 18, so, <sighs> so presumably much. child porn's not part of it anymore. Thank God child porn is off the table. For once. Um, you're looking at the charges surrounding the distribution of pornography without the person's consent and those related crimes. So we talked about revenge porn before, but there's crimes that go along with that. So peaking, like our peeping Tom, it's peaking while loitering. There's criminal invasion of privacy. There's voyeurism, wiretapping, eavesdropping. And of course, there are going to be civil actions related to all of those criminal actions. So uh, like defamation, Veronica too for. So at this point, Veronica should be, I mean, her college tuition and all of her bail should be paid for. But yeah, there's a lot. And breaking and entering, putting the camera in? Breaking and entering? I don't know how the camera was placed. It could have been uh, placed while there was consent to be there. But um, yeah, you'd have uh, trespassing or breaking and entering with your intent to commit felony. Is it just me or is the charge of peeking while loitering just too (laughs) ludicrous sounding for the seriousness of the actual act? Couldn't they come up with something less goofy? Yeah, they should, but a lot... (laughs) Peaking while loitering. A lot of these have been on the books for a really long time without being changed, so they do have those kind of old-timey names. Is it legal to send someone to a storage unit, make them take all their clothes off, and then electrocute them, even if they voluntarily entered into that arrangement? Uh, Would Wallace be able to press charges, and if so, against whom? Consenting adults, you can consent to a lot as an adult. If you're voluntarily agreeing to take part in a in a activity that where you may be subject to physical pain, you know, we do that all the time. We sign waivers for sports. We, you know, consent to professional services for that type of sex play. Like, you can consent to most things. There's a point at which you can't consent. You can't consent to getting killed or anything mm. that happens after that, but... The minute he asked to leave and they wouldn't let him leave or tried to make it appear as if he couldn't leave, then we'd have a problem. But basically, he was allowed to leave whenever he wanted to. He wasn't locked in. He wasn't locked to the chair. He was allowed to go. Lo, we watch Sheriff Keith Mars pluck a telltale thread off of a protruding screw in the doggy door that Veronica uh, climbed through. Am I wrong in thinking that a that uh, somebody investigating a crime scene wouldn't just be barehanding what would be evidence? His <laughs> barebacking evidence collection. Um, no, <laughs> he should not be doing that. No, he should be wearing gloves. He should have an evidence bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you call the police to report a crime, CSI doesn't show up right away, but y- you would have some uh, protection. 
of the evidence, bagging it, tagging it, etc. So yes, he shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be taking the DVR without, you know, some proper controls. He shouldn't be doing any of that. Mm-hmm. But he's a Mars. Evidence is their plaything. <laughs> the rules don't apply. Yeah, it's weird that he also wouldn't have somebody with him, like another deputy. Yeah, well, he's got Clarence with him, who's pretty competent at that stuff. He's very competent. I love the relationship with Clarence. It's like they're mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. but they're not friends, mm-hmm. but they, they respect each other. They might one day accidentally kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that happens between seasons three and four. <laughs> Yes. Look, sometimes things just get really charged in the workplace. You know, I could see it. (laughs) Keith actually gets into some trouble for making the security footage of Veronica disappear. Mm. Is this the first time in this show that someone has actually been (laughs) really held responsible for tampering with evidence? I feel like it probably is the first time anyone, at least on screen, has we've seen evidence of someone being charged with destruction of evidence um, it's certainly not the first time a police officer has been charged with this crime, um, evidence tampering, destruction of evidence, um, and obstruction of justice that would go along with that. Uh, but I don't know. This I feel like this might be a harder case to prove without Jake Kane's cooperation. Mm. And Jake Kane, you know, being the keeper of the castle's secret, seems like he'd be pretty motivated to make this go away. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that nobody knows there was a break-in, nobody knows that their, you know, castle secrets were compromised. Yeah, but he's motivated to destroy Keith. Makes that very clear. Do you think that J.K. really wants to destroy Keith anymore, considering that yes. it was proven that his daughter was killed by someone else and not Duncan, and he really screwed it up by not letting them investigate Duncan in the first place and clearing him, so I don't no, know. No, he's really got nothing else left in his life, except for ruining Keith. <laughs> and enormous oil paintings. And- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did them himself. Oh my god! Yeah, like George Bush, he just took a painting like in his retirement. Veronica's mm-hmm. committing a lot of classic Veronica crimes, like breaking and entering and illegal surveillance. Is she also going to get extortion for trying to force Jake Kane to be silent? We normally think of extortion in terms of getting money or property, but um, it is for consideration as well, meaning anything of value. And what she's doing is extorting Jake Kane to not press charges against her or uh, not involve her father in any charges, so she could be committed extortion. As far as her, you know, breaking and entering, um, wiretapping, uh, all of this crap. I mean, I'm more disappointed that she did everything so sloppily <laughs> because she's 18, because her father is running for sheriff, the burglary, the mm-hmm. trespassing, the theft. And she does it all with her own car <laughs> and goes through a gated community. Like, these are rookie mistakes. Yeah. And Amateur she's in a hour. subdivision. Yeah, that has clearly has cameras everywhere if there's, you know, O-Niner subdivision. So, yeah, no, I'm not super proud of Veronica for this slapdash uh, crime. <laughs> She's got overconfident. <laughs> yes, she has gotten overconfident. Maybe she wanted to get caught just to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not, she's not growing. I felt uh, a bit less sad re-watching this now, knowing that there would be the film and season four eventually. But I remember when I first watched this in 2009, I was like, oh, it's the last I'll see of Keith and Veronica together. And that sucks because that's a great dynamic, even though this season has been fairly cancelable. <laughs> yeah. And this is not much of a cliffhanger, even though it feels like they were trying to end it on one. Yeah, no. This goes down a lot smoother, uh, knowing mm. that there's more ahead. How did you feel about this episode? Uh, it was good 
I liked it. It's weird because it didn't have like a lot of what I like about the show, but it did have a hmm. lot of what I do. Okay, this is complicated. Helen's good episode. <laughs> it's not as funny as like it's not as like toothy as a lot of episodes mm. for for me for my taste more punchy less toothy exactly it has the logan punching it has the strong <laughs> keith and veronica love we see mm. mac we see wallace we see weevil we see clarence fucking weedman uh, everybody's working together we see clarence weedman we see jake's sad little depression beard oh my the tragic loneliness of oh. rich men alone it's so fucked up. This is what his life has come to. Yeah. Oh, no. This mansion instead of a different mansion. Whoa, unto mm. me. Veronica's on strong form as well. She's doing yeah. some good detectiving. Yes. I'm glad that she's not in physical danger, but there's a lot of um, stakes at pretty much every point in this yeah. episode because there's the sex tape, which, um, you know, it's a really sucky thing to happen to people. But there's also like her relationship with Keith and she fucks the sheriff election up for him. Yep. She told Logan to fuck off forever, so that's like an important person in her life that she's eliminating. Um, mm-hmm. She's not that hot for Piz. Nor are any of us. <laughs> oh, poor Chris Lowell. It's not his fault, it's in the writing. Not a strike against Chris, just a strike against Piz. I felt like the objects of Veronica's revenge were really, they deserved it in that they were assholes, but not they weren't actually that important to the full plot. But I liked seeing that extremely determined Veronica and her righteous anger. Yeah. Because a lot of this season, she's just been just a bit of a jerk herself. Mm -hmm. Were there any lines you liked? I, in fact, there was one. There was a line I really enjoyed. And that was when Veronica was inquiring with Dick about who sent him the video and he was being dodgy. She says, after all these years, do you not instinctively fear me? Maybe you should write yourself a note. <laughs> I liked when she says to Dick, it's like you're this giant jackass piñata begging for someone to beat the candy out of you. <laughs> also true. All right. This episode had a lot of good things going on and a mm. lot of satisfying things going on and mm-hmm. some kind of unsatisfying uh, threads left untied. Uh, we got to see a lot of people we love. And it was a pretty fun watch and uh, everything was kind of nice and contained. Um, so I'm going to give it like yep. 4.1 prayers of thanks that we will <laughs> never have to watch Piz's radio show ever again. Uh. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'd be podcasting, Jenny. He'd be early podcasting. <laughs> I was impressed by it. It felt Often when dramas in the finale are solving things that only just cropped up in the last few episodes, like Breaking Bad, rather than solving like series-long problems, I feel a little pissed off and empty. But with this, I, I was pretty happy with it. Or maybe my standards have just been dropped so far by a lot Entirely of the rest of the season. And also it already had like two season finale oh bits already around like episode nine and episode 15. I'm going to give this... 4.4 large portraits of Duncan Kane. Wow. That's a lot of that portrait. You're welcome. Well, Jenny, that's this episode of Veronica Mars Investigated. That's this season of Veronica Mars Investigated. Wow. Case closed. Except for the weird little teaser about Veronica being in the FBI. Oh, yeah. Which... We'll, we'll address that shortly. <laughs> 
That was Veronica Mars Investigation Season 3, Episode 20, The Bitch is Back. There are a lot of loose ends in Season 3, so join us next time to investigate those with Special Agent LaToya Ferguson, who helped us make some sense of Season 2. Almost. It was a valiant attempt. Find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at VMIPod. Oh, and by the way, we're going to be simul-watching and live-tweeting the movie on Saturday the 27th of February, 2021. We are kicking off at 10pm UK time, 5pm Eastern. Please join us, it will be fun. The website where the show plays pool alone is vmipod.com. I am Helen Zaltzman, I make other podcasts, Answer Me This and The Illusionist, and recently on The Illusionist there was an episode about apologies and how those work particularly the public ones where someone says like I'm sorry if anyone was upset and you're like that's not an apology fuck off it's very interesting (laughs) to dissect that and realise how few of them are actually apologetic anyway you can hear that at theillusionist.org and at the pod places my name is Jenny Owen Youngs you can hear more of my speaking voice on my other podcast Buffering the Vampire Slayer and some of my singing voice over at JennyOwenYoungs.com This episode was edited and mixed by me, Helen Zaltzman, and thank you to Ian Stedman and Erin Wade for transcript business. The music is by Martin Oswick and Jenny Owen Youngs. The sheriff of this town is Rishikesh Hirway. If you want to advertise on this show, contact Amanda via multitude.productions slash contact. Until next time, who's your daddy? Who is your daddy? He was not made to live in this subdivision. (laughs) Ha ha!